microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Yo, microphone check, one, two, what is this? The five foot assassin with the roughneck business. I float like gravity, never had a cavity. Got more rhymes than the one that's got family. No need to sweat our senios to gain some type of fame. No shame in my game, cause I always do the same. Styles upon styles upon styles is what I have. You wanna just to fight for, but you still don't know the half. I sport new balance sneakers to avoid an arrow Alright, we're back. Wait, this is episode 9? Can't believe we made it to episode 9. Uh, well, welcome to the um, Armchair Network. You're Scott, right? That's, that's still the same person. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today? Well, we got some things. We're going to talk about, although it's probably been overkilled, the Oscars. Well, I was thinking about this, you know, when... When the whole Oscar thing happened, I was like, we should do this on Monday or Tuesday to talk about it. And I totally didn't even realize like, that, first of all, that nobody listens to us, but that everyone that they <laughs> listened to was going to be talking about it all week. So now we can kind of pick our angle. It doesn't have to necessarily be about the big controversy. And it also can give us a different opinion on it because obviously people got really upset about it and it's just a stupid movie contest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we don't need to. It's all relative of yeah. what was going on. But then we're going to talk about uh, something that we were going to talk about last week that got punted. And then actually, we got our thunder stolen by one of our favorite uh, websites called The Ringer about some fast food items. Yeah, talk about your backfires. I know. That's why you, if you have an idea, get it out there. Someone else is going to steal it. But could you imagine if it was the other way around, though, and we were just complaining about, man, they stole our idea, knowing that, like, again, four Although, years. we'll get to this, but all I know is there's, like, fries and stuff on this list, which right. is an issue. I agree. Um, and then we're going to talk about some of the worst songs of all time. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> and it may or may not contain stuff that my dad sent me that, <laughs> that were supposed to be for the best songs of all time. Um. So I was kind of waiting for that. Okay. I was like holding it in my email. I'm like, all right, he sent me all these these songs to uh, make sure that uh, he knew that he, is, he has good taste in music and they're all terrible and they made the worst list. Why was your dad sending you examples of music that he, he likes? Because we, I was talking on... on in a, case we have new listeners. Sorry. Didn't, didn't on a that. previous podcast, we were talking about... Uh, my dad's horrible taste in music and he's <laughs> trying to come back with he like share and stuff. But he so he started sending me emails with all these songs, uh, to prove that he has good taste in music and we're going to play those songs in a little bit. And, uh, you can tell me if, uh, if he does or if he doesn't. Okay. Um, all right. So usually we start with some opening notes. Last week they went a little long, and I wasn't even a part of them. So I made some opening notes. All right. So we got a couple. All right. Oh, you could start this. Okay. Time. So lately I've been doing like this thing where I go to like one cool thing every week or something. Try like something. And um, two days ago I went to the the IMAX virtual reality center by myself and tried virtual reality. I know it's across the street from the Grove. Um, and I did the Star Wars experience, and I did the John Wick experience. John Wick experience? Yeah. You just, they give you like a, like an Uzi or something, and you just shoot guys coming at you. But like, what you don't realize is they're coming, they're coming at you from the front, and then you're starting to get hit, you don't know why, and you turn around, and it's like, it's like 360. It's, it's awesome. The Star Wars one was really awesome. You don't do a lot in it. It just kind of teaches you what virtual reality is like, but all of a sudden, like R2-D2 gives you a, a, um, wow. That's very unprofessional. That's why I said I couldn't figure out how to turn off my stuff. Um, but R2-D2 gives you a, a lightsaber, and then you just start, like, swinging your lightsaber. And I started getting really into it. And I asked the guy who was done, I was like, how stupid does everybody look? Like, how do you sit here all day and just look at people get really dumb? But he must, like, I was talking about... I mean, was there a really long line for this stuff? No, 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 no. You just make appointments ahead of time. Oh, I gotta do this. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna... Trust me, there's I'm off. more. I'm off. I'm doing it. We're going to do it. I, I, I tested it out. We're going to go back. We'll try a bunch of different things. But like the Star Wars, when you're like, they're shooting at you and you can use your lightsaber to bounce, you know? And there's a point where I started really getting into it. I could tell. And like, I'm sure I was doing these poses, you know? So that was my, uh, that's my cool thing I did this week. Nice. 
the other the other note I wanted to make is going back to our podcast on Scientology. Did you hear that some news broke? The uh, Danny Masterson, yeah, DJ Mom Jeans, DJ Mom Jeans. He's uh, supposedly has multiple rapes covered up by Scientology. And these women like went to uh, Leah Remini, and yeah. Leah Remini went to the cops. There you go. So she's the one that's like people are trusting. I don't want to say it's from this podcast, but things are happening. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, getting trusted by a lot of people now. I like it. Um, is that it? That's I, all you got? Listen, I keep it I've, short. I've got three things. So uh, you heard about Arnold quitting. I did, uh, yeah. Celebrity Apprentice. But Trump said today he was fired. Yeah, I don't know about that. You don't trust Donald Trump? No. So Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Celebrity Apprentice, he quit saying that it was too much baggage. He didn't want to deal with the whole Donald Trump thing. Uh, but I really think it's he had really a lot of issues uh, saying the team name and didn't want to go through that. <laughs> what was the name of the team? Do you remember? Arete. <laughs> it was Greek meaning excellent, and then like basically the team. Every time he had to talk about the team, he had an issue saying Arete. Um, where the guy who uh, is eating a picture of Jason Siegel. Yeah. He's on day 17. <laughs> He's still going. Um, and then uh, another funny thing I saw was, all right, so Jose Calderon, basketball player, free agent. But before Kevin Durant got hurt, he gets picked up by the Warriors two hours before that game. Okay? Or before, before he got hurt. So he gets picked up right before the game, signs a contract, Durant gets hurt. They signed Matt Barnes right after the game, and they cut Jose Calderon. How much do you think Jose Calderon made in two hours? Um, uh, I guess ten thousand, twenty thousand bucks. Four hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> His contract was worth for two hours four hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. It's nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he wanted to play basketball, but that's still a nice chunk of change. <laughs> And then uh, saw this really good documentary called Author, the JT Leroy story. Another crazy uh, documentary about things that we don't know about that just spiral out of control. It's basically about this uh, woman who's kind of overweight, really down on herself, depressed. And she calls up this, I guess it takes place in the early 90s. Um, she calls the suicide hotline and basically makes up this story about, uh, makes a character basically trying to say that she's this young kid who got molested and was thinking about committing suicide. And you know, the doctors are, he's a writer and all this stuff. And the doctor's like, you should just write and get it all out of your system. So she writes basically under this character's name and basically becomes this huge sensation. And there's like, all these actors that want to like be with this person, uh, the directors like Gus Van Zant and Asia Argento basically option two of the books and she's, it starts spiraling out of control. And now she's like, Oh shit, they're going to, they're going to have to meet this person. Cause basically she's fielding these calls on the phone, pretending in this character voice. And so now she's got to put this person out into the world so she asks her sister-in-law to be the person and she basically cuts her hair and dresses her like how she thinks. And basically this girl goes out and like starts hooking up with like Michael Pitt and makes out with Wayona Ryder and like, like this is all real? Asia Argento like wants to hook up with her because she wants the story. Yeah, it's all real. Huh. And then like, I won't ruin the rest of it, but it's just about how everything unfolded and like how she just starts getting exposed and... Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Definitely watch it. Okay. Um, so that's all the notes I have. Great. So let's segue there and say that that was not nominated for an Oscar, right? <laughs> that was not nominated for Oscar. The uh, best Oscar for documentary went to O.J. Simpson. That's right. Made in America. One of the best shows of the year. This is my top five movies. Yeah. It was really good. Um, Although it is seven hours long, or whatever it is, it's it's a tough one. So, we're talking about the Oscars, do you want to start with what happened at the end? Because that's, I mean, I guess you kind of have to start there, right? I guess. 
Well, we won some money. Yeah, we did. We didn't think we were going to win money. So I was at this party, and uh, well, not a party. It was just me and it turned out to be just me and a couple <laughs> hanging out. Um, and I basically was sick and tired of hearing La La Land um, interviews or speeches. And so I just went to the bathroom and I came out. I didn't even see what happened. I didn't. I did the same thing. I just walked away. I was like, all right, I've, I've had enough of this. And just walked out, and then came back, and there was all this commotion. And then I like had to rewind it, so I rewinded it and watched the whole thing. The amount of time that they took to go on stage and correct this blunder was the big issue. Three people made speeches before they stopped it. Well, the the last guy made a speech. He knew that they had lost and still made his speech. Well, he heard him behind him while he was giving the speech. Oh, I saw a video where they showed him being told, and then it's like, well, fuck it, I'm going to make the speech anyway. Makes it, and then he goes, well, we lost anyway, so I don't... The best thing is, like, you see someone in the background, like, trying to grab the the uh, envelope, the wrong envelope, to try to cover up something or see uh, what happened. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, Warren Beatty did not relinquish his... Uh, I heard that, yeah. Relinquish the envelope. Which, uh, on the podcast uh, for Bill, Bill Simmons, uh, he was talking with um, Jimmy Kimmel about it. He was like, yeah. He's like, why would they give up this envelope? This is like the, the, the damning evidence that could clear his name. Yeah, I like that he came back out and um, clarified what happened. But the worst part about all that is, it's like he came back out and clarified it. But then did anyone even listen to the Moonlight speeches? No, that's the thing about that Kimmel thing that was awesome when he said that Denzel started waving, like flagging him down and was like, hey... Barry, Barry, it's about Barry Jenkins to let him make a speech. Um, so, I don't know, I thought the best thing and it was was Ryan Gosling laughing in the background. Yeah, that was funny. Because, uh, again, like I started this thing with, it's a stupid, I mean, look, we all like the Oscars, I get it, I'm, you know, I watch every year, but it still is a stupid contest about movies. I know. Um, so... Who, uh, you know, so in the end, it's not like, like these guys from PricewaterhouseCoopers, now they have like, um, I don't know, they have like security around them at all times. Because yeah, I heard death that's threats. so stupid. But like, who, who, who are the people <laughs> yeah. that are getting so upset about this? The same people who go on Yelp and like write two page reviews about restaurants. Have you ever been that upset about like a movie not winning that you threatened the people that brought in or like, you know? Or you you gave it to them and took it away. I'm going to kill you for a mu- like a musical. Like the whole thing is just idiotic. Yeah. Well, we had uh, Moonlight at eight to one. We did have Moonlight, eight and to one. Uh, we thought good. we lost. Yeah. And uh, and we didn't have a good night that night. We lost every other bet that we put in, but we totally redeemed it. <laughs> like right after the uh, the com- the commotion went down, uh, you know, and they got the right picture. We won. Yeah, and I was kind of, I was impressed that the guy from La Land said, hey, you guys won. I didn't realize that he was in, until like three days later, I didn't realize that that guy was a producer. The main producer of it? Yeah. yeah. That came out and said, this isn't a joke, you guys won. So. But I mean, I thought overall, the it was one of the best Oscars. Like, it was. That's I, what kind of stinks, because I thought it was, I thought Jimmy Kimmel was really good. He was really good. Um, I, I took notes throughout the entire thing. Because I was ex- I was expecting to be I wanted to be very prepared, and I wasn't expecting it to be obviously we we're going to be talking about one subject. So yeah. I was like, uh, so I went through it. I'm just going to start going through some things, and if you, um, sure. uh, the opening, I think that I'm going to double down on Justin Timberlake being the most one of the most annoying people. Okay, I thought it was good. I thought it was, it was fine. It was, it was, it was a fun, entertaining, it's, it's way a to good open. tone. Yes. But he just doesn't ever stop performing. Like he just drives me nuts. I'm going to find this website one day. We're going to talk about him. I'm going to find the website where this woman breaks down how he has to steal like the spotlight from everybody's on camera with. Um, I thought the Kimmel monologue was good. What'd you think of his monologue? Um, oh, I loved this monologue. I thought it was really good. I thought the best joke was. Um, I have a couple of good jokes that he said. The NASA was saved by black people and jazz was saved by white people. Right. <laughs> that was really good. 
Uh, um, I like when he said Damien Chazelle can now choose what college he wants to go to. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Whatever college he wants uh, to go to. The Braveheart. There's only one Braveheart, and he's not making, he's not settling anybody. Yeah, it was good. Um, I did like, I, I don't know if this was the monologue, but at some point when he was talking about Lynn Manuel, when he was like, He's like, this is the first time people can hang out in the theater with you without paying ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. People, <laughs> people like that guy. I was thinking about him. Like, he, he's like huge now. Yeah, I mean, he's he's like he, is he he's got to be one of the biggest people in the room now. Yeah, you know. I mean, like, well, he has. Well, I think he's in the Mary Poppins thing, but I, I have a feeling that when the show comes here, starting in December. Hamilton, that I, I have a feeling he's going to do like a little, a few, a few of those dates. Oh, you, oh, you think so? Yeah. Okay. Go on, Alan. Um, you know, then all right, I'm just going to start going through some of the yeah, stuff. You know, uh, what the, what do you think of the Moana performance? I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, she was really good. I can't believe that girl's only 16. And I, when she got hit in the head, she didn't even like stop. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, she's 16, and then she got some. She got some big offer, like, right after that. I can't remember what it is, but someone saw the, uh, someone saw the, uh, performance and, like, basically gave her, I'm not sure if it was a Broadway role or something. She got something. Um, I like the Jackie Chan. Or she's got, on a show. Got a special award. And he wore the same thing the night of and yeah. the night that he got the award. I thought that was good. Uh, I, I love Jackie Chan. He's when they gave Best Supporting Actress and Mark Rylance walked out, I I just recall how much I don't like Mark Rylance. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he's never. I've only seen him in like one thing ever. But I was so mad that he won. Yeah, I can't remember who I can't nominated either. last year, but it, it was Stallone. Oh yeah, that's right. He took Stallone's Oscar. Um, that son of a bitch. <laughs> and then, it would have been nice to see Stallone walk out on that stage. Yeah, to give away that Oscar. I agree. Uh, and then Viola Davis winning Best Supporting Actress. I mean. That chick is intense. Yeah. Like, did, like, I get kind of what she was saying, but at some point I was like, just be happy. Well, she was, like, way too prepared. Like, I know that you have to be prepared, but she had, like, a whole monologue planned. Right. Okay. Like, I feel like the best speeches are the ones where people, I mean, other than Matthew McConaughey, like, his speech was horrible, but, like, uh, just coming out and saying, you know, thank you and to all the people that have been in your life and all this stuff and then you exit. To yeah. go on like this huge spiel, it's like everyone has to say it's good. When you kind of get lost, it's like three hours into the show, you're like falling asleep and you're like, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> not really paying attention. Right. Um, there was, uh, they did this thing where they showed an Instagram, they're like, sign in our in- the Oscars Instagram and see a picture of Sting like performing the song he's about to perform and it's like him sitting on a chair. Yeah, it's just so underwhelming. And that was like you know, if you're gonna start getting all mad at the guy for like like doing his Twitter at the end of the show, maybe don't promote like Well was that the uh was that nominated for anything or it was just a random the Sting song? thing? No, yeah, it was, I couldn't remember. Yeah, it was nominated. What was it from? Um Lion. Um commercials. I talked to uh oh, some people uh, from a, a rival podcast, I wouldn't say rival, but this other podcast, uh, and said that how they hated Lion and that it was manipulative. And I heard people all say that stuff, too. and I was like, I don't know what. Maybe I'm missing things because I thought Lion was just amazing from top to bottom. I like that we've got it a was, rival. It was shot, it was shot, uh, amazing. Like the the little kid was great. You felt emotional the whole time you were watching it. You were afraid for what was going to happen, even though you kind of knew that he was going to, you know, go back to his homeland. Uh, but I don't know. I guess everyone has their... It's just shocking that some people can view something so differently than you, you know. Everyone's got the... Everyone's got, like, such a different view on... I, know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't Like... Am I watching some? I'm watching something totally different than somebody else. Okay. You know how people view different things. It's like, it's, I don't know. What am I missing? What are they missing? I want to like figure this out. <laughs> uh, 
I don't think there's a permanent answer to this. I think you just got to kind of let it be. We're going to find out. Uh, uh, that would explain why you like the alien. What was it? The alien movie? Arrival? No, forget it. It doesn't matter. Um, the commercials. Did you did you care about any? Did you follow any of the commercials? Oh, I saw the commercial. Okay. The worst commercial. <laughs> I, I pulled this up for the Oscars. All right. And if, by the way, if you guys are going to watch this show, don't. Because you're going to get three episodes in and it's going to be canceled. I believe my friend John is Jack the Ripper. He has escaped to the future and I am the only one who can catch him. The Ripper's escaped 1893 in my time machine. And now he's in New York. You mean Jack the Ripper? Yes. So basically, the main commercial said, What if you found out that your best friend was Jack the Ripper? (laughs) And basically what happens is this guy has like a bag that he transports back in time. He goes back to Jack the Ripper days and Jack the Ripper jumps into his bag and then comes out into New York and then befriends him. And then all of a sudden he finds out that he's Jack the Ripper and the guy's murdering people in like modern time. That is terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> who are the ad wizards? I don't know who came up with that show. And I hope you're not listening to this because I feel bad that I'm talking shit about it. But there's no way that that's getting canceled three episodes in. Okay. I remember that commercial. I just didn't think. It was on a lot. That's why you remember. Oh, okay. It was like every commercial had. This. They were promoting it hard. I was more thinking about like the New York Times commercial. <laughs> they made the political statement. Yeah, that was pretty was good. good. And then the other thing I wanted to ask about is, did you see the three filmmakers ones? I saw two of them. I saw uh, Seth Rogen's one. That was the only one I thought that was decent. Yeah. There was and the Fuqua the, one. Fuqua was the one with the And aliens. then, um, who was the second one? I actually... I didn't see the... the uh, Mark Forster. It was, they're both... Didn't kind of Mark Forster do uh, the uh, that movie with um, no, Sean really. Connery? Oh, the... You're the man now, dog. Finding Forrester. I think that you're confusing Who did Mike, things that have to do with my last name. No, what did Mark Forrester do? I have no idea. Um, but, I'm looking this up. Um, but, you know, moving past commercials then. Uh, all of a sudden they brought up the... Um, or do you have more commercials you need to talk about? Okay. No. They brought up the team from um, Fifty Shades Darker. Yeah, I'm just wondering. <laughs> they should not be in. What, what, yeah, what's going on there? <laughs> who, who, what did they do to get to keep getting you know in, in these situations? Do you, I mean no, nothing. Okay, no, I just don't understand. I mean, you have a movie that's pretty much panned, although it it's made a lot of money. That's the thing. It's like the Oscars sometimes like should really should celebrate Popular. movies that are everyone goes to watch they because just got, a lot of the times. And even they mentioned it in, in some of the monologues and stuff that I think Jimmy Kimmel had a joke about. He's like, you know, they do nominate things that no one sees or something like that. Right. So, you know, it's good that they nominate. Sure, but I just don't know why that movie has so much juice. Yeah. Well, it's such a, I don't know, it's just a popular book and it was a popular movie, both of them. Well, then came the tour bus gimmick. I love the tour bus gimmick. Yeah, I mean, too bad that there's some stuff coming out about... Well, that's what I was going to talk about. Before even Jimmy Kimmel uh, said anything on that podcast, I, like, um, heard about this. Oh, you did? Yeah, that the guy... For those of you who don't know, the guy that was, you know, the main focus of this tour, who was taking all the pictures and, you know, had uh, Denzel Washington marry them, he... uh, was released from prison 72 hours before the event and just so happened to be on the tour bus. Um, he basically stole some perfume from a, a, a department store, but he had priors and he was under the three strikes rule. So he went to jail for like 20 years. And then I think two years ago when Obama did that whole leniency Law, he appealed for it, and then he finally got released like 72 hours before the show. Um, so, but I thought that bit was so fucking it was a great gimp, yeah, yeah. it was great. 
I mean, I don't know how you could have. I wish they were more surprised. It felt like if they didn't wait, if they were just ushered right in, they would have been a more of a surprised element to it. But I think like them being stopped and waited until, because they did a couple awards when they were just sitting outside. I mean, you could probably hear. I feel like some of it would make. Yeah, but you wouldn't think that you're going in to see. But they had to know the Oscars were going on like right where they were at because all the streets were blocked off. I don't know. Why would they be going on the tour if they liked Hollywood so much the night of the I Oscars? Know. I don't under That was a question I had. I'm like, who the hell is going on a tour of the Oscars and you're in Hollywood? I don't understand. Well, after that, then they did the thing with, uh, they said, coming up, the most famous car. And I was going to ask you what the most famous car in movie history was. Uh, that was probably, the DeLorean's probably one of the, right. the, the biggest. And, and that was a great Seth Rogen. Uh, I agreed with everything Seth Rogen said in his uh, little bit that he had. It's one of my, it's my favorite movie of all time. And it is a perfect movie. And it is, you know, all the prep. Well, we can go over this in a different time. But it is the performances, you know, for these young kids to be playing older people. And then, you know, vice versa, going back. It was just, it's a great movie. But yeah, I agreed with everything. I was happy to see Michael G. Fox come out there. Because there were reports that he was like kind of hiding out because he wasn't doing very well. And it looks like he's, you know, doing all right. I mean, he looks the same. Um, but uh, they did a couple of those. And the best one was when Jimmy Kimmel did, did the Matt Damon. We're going to talk about the whole Matt Damon thing. Well, okay, we can talk about the Matt Damon thing. I feel like it got old pretty fast. I feel like when he, he dipped into that well one too many times for me. Well, I kind of liked, I liked that whole I'm with skit. you. I do too, but I think he, the, he relies way too much on it, like... But the thing is, is like, how many people watching that telecast like know of that? So you kind of have to like build it up a little bit, like as if no one. Okay, no I just feel like there's a couple times he he went back to it too many times for me, and then like when he did the mean tweets, it was like he was playing the hits, and I get it, but it was, I don't know, I just felt like he was using that. Those those were maybe my critiques. He's using too much of what he does normally. There, I didn't think that the mean tweets were that good. I thought they really held no, back on him. Yeah, they, I think they added to that. And what did you you heard about the what the ending of the Oscars was supposed to be with yeah. them too? Yeah. And uh, do you want to say it or what, that he was going to sit there with? Basically, them. he was going to sit there and say, "Hey, uh, the screenplay won Best Picture, and Casey or Best Screenplay, Casey Affleck won." For the movie, and the only one that didn't really win for the movie was you. <laughs> and that was going to be the end of the show, but then all this crazy stuff happened, and Matt Damon was like, you should probably go up there. <laughs> um, some of the awards that happened during there, uh, I just had some notes. Did you see when the visual effects guy won for Jungle Book? He gets up, he goes, well, this never gets old. Yeah. You can't do that. I uh, actually know that guy. Oh, you do? Is he? And our audience member... Uh, at the moment, actually did his movie, uh, that he directed a movie, um, just recently, and uh, it got horrible reviews. Well, I didn't like that. Sorry for anyone in the room who likes that guy. I just didn't like that comment. I thought that was a little yeah. smug. He's uh, a pretty he's a pretty genius guy. I thought he deserved to win. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll call, I, I, we'll call I get it there. It. I got you. Um, the other thing is, I was watching when they were doing the editing category, and I was like... I, I just said, like, I never understand how these movies always win, but, like, I go, I was like, watch Hacksaw Ridge will win for, like, best editing. I can't, I don't understand that. I feel Arrival should have won best editing. I don't know. But I don't even understand, like, what, what am Arrival I looking for? Arrival had this whole storyline based on, you know, right. sure. forwards and backwards and all this stuff. That's and true. Pretty well done. Um, and that director, you know, uses the same editor. But why does a movie like Hacksaw Ridge win that's very, that's too long? It's a very basic plot story telling, like, Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. Well, it did have a lot of, uh, like... Special effects? Is yeah, that it was, like, a very, like, like, kind of, like, war-based. So the movie. second half is what yeah. won that. Okay. I don't know. I just didn't get it. I was like, these movies always win this shit, and I never understand. Um, to me, the guy that edited Sully down to under 90 minutes should have won. <laughs> um, 
Then there's... Sully didn't get nominated for anything. I kind of died. Selma Hayek's boobs were a big point. I had a friend start texting me. 50 years old. Looks pretty good. He started just texting me pictures of her boobs. It was it made it really fun. Uh, <laughs> she's uh, she's looking pretty good. Um, I thought uh, what's her face looked the best. Um, um, Alicia Vikander. Yeah, she's yeah. She would look pretty good. They, they she's getting Diesel too for the well, for she's Laura doing, Croft. Yeah, she's she's looking kind of the La La Land music. The fact that they Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone didn't sing is every reason why that movie should never have been nominated for Best Picture. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> if your stars who sing the songs can't sing the songs but have to come out and introduce it, they're probably not that good at it and you shouldn't probably win. Sure. Um, good point. Thank you. Uh, in memoriam, did you agree with uh, Carrie Fisher getting the hammer? What, the final thing? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then why why no Bill Paxton? Well, because it was already cut. I know. And he died that day. I mean, they didn't. They couldn't put him in. You can't throw a clip in? She mentioned him. I was, you know, I'm not, I'm not it's disagreeing not too, with it because I died actually died in 2017. I argued that point as well, yeah. And I was like, well, because they've timed it out with her singing for this exact amount of time, and every clip is together. Well, I know that they, you know, this thing has been done in the past, like the whole Sarah Jones, the girl who got killed um, by the train in the movie, and everyone was fighting for her to get in the morium. Um, she got like a little thing underneath the screen that said go to this website to go see it but yeah he it was just it happened so fresh um that they couldn't go in and fix that but they did mess up somebody's you saw that what that one of the people that died their picture oh yeah that they're actually alive well it was the right person's name that died but the picture was wrong okay so whoever approved that or like Obviously, someone screwed up there. Um, and that was basically mine, you know, up until the ending, because then you have the big awards. I'm into Brie Larson now. Yeah, Brie Larson's, uh, yeah. she's good. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I didn't realize. She's going to be a... the Marvel, or what's, what is it, uh, Captain uh, Marvel? Yeah, whatever? it's another movie I won't see. Um, I also want to see Emma Stone winning. And King Kong. She's on uh, King Kong okay. coming out this week. Does anybody want to win more than probably Emma Stone wanted to win? You know that actress every year that really wants to win really badly? She, uh, yes. But she deserved to win. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to? I mean, she won every award. Yeah. Leading up to that. She, there's no way she won. I didn't say she shouldn't have won. I'm just done. Although I didn't think she should have won. Um, no. I just thought, uh, I was trying to figure out what could possibly be nominated in the coming year. And, uh, I guess we'll find out in November. I know that, uh. Netflix is doing the Scorsese movie with Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci. That's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't even know if it's coming out this year, but they'll probably try to get it out for her. You know, at least the limited thing. All right. But so I'm, so let's move on to next. Um... So basically, last week when we got cut off short, we uh, because of our call in that flaked we were going to go and talk about fast food and basically our idea was like if you were driving cross country or something and you had to pick like any fast food sandwich that you wanted to get on the drive where would you stop that was our initial thought okay and then we punted it because we were running long we had a long segment last time and then of course two days later the ringer is uh, Bill Simmons' uh, website came out with a list of the 50 fast food items in in the in America, the top 50. And we want to talk about this list. We also want to talk about our what should really be the top sandwiches. All right. So do you want to just do our top? What our top would be? Sure. Start off. Like, what would be your your I think we're in agreement on this one. I don't know. what I haven't right. seen your list, but the Wendy's Spicy Chicken Sandwich. is the obvious number one. <laughs> that has got to be the number one chicken sandwich. It's, it's, it's by far the best sandwich on the market. Um, yeah. I mean, there's no, I mean, come on. There's many imitators. Yeah. But none is good. It's just, it's, it's perfect fast food sandwich. Yeah. 
And then I would say the Chick Fil A sandwich, chicken sandwich is is close. Is close okay, see, I wouldn't put any Chick Fil A on my on my list. Huh. My second, I, I like the classics. I went with the Big Mac. Big Mac's good. Uh, do you have the Whopper on there? I don't. I was going to ask you about that. No, no Burger King. I don't think I've had Burger King in like fifteen years. All right, so the Whopper. Our buddy Eric. Was, I, we, that's the only we, thing I can associate with when we, when we first Burger moved to Eric. Los Angeles. We moved in an area where Burger King was literally in walking distance to our house. He ate there every day. And he would always have Whoppers. I don't know how he's still kicking right now. I think he's changed his diet a little bit. But he literally had... A, it had to have been six or seven times a week a Whopper. Well, where does Burger King... Like, where does it rank on your list... Like if you were if you were gonna want fast food, I never is it like would it be in double digits. Yeah, like if you're craving I never, something, I never go to Burger King. Yeah, me neither. Although I do like their uh, um, French toast sticks. <laughs> okay, but I I mean I haven't had it in years, but the French toast sticks were pretty good. Uh, the other things on my list were the double double. Double double is really good. Um, chicken McNuggets. But I like the chicken McNuggets. Chicken McNuggets I like the chicken McNuggets when they were that pink shit, like that was really unhealthy. <laughs> like now that they use like some meat, I'm not not as much of a fan. I like the fake meat. So and then, double double came in second on this list. Okay, number one was waffle fries from Chick Fil A, which we have a little, we have a real big problem with fries well, and stuff. You know? Yeah, well, what was gonna say about uh, fries? Do you have a favorite fry? You know, I think the Burger King fry. Is the best. Burger King fries are really good. Because they have, they're like nice and crunchy and they don't. But like again, them. I haven't had Burger King in like 15 years, so I have no idea if they, they're the same. My go to fast food place, which I've just, I tried to stop now. Um, oh, boo hoo. I've, I've tried to stop eating fast food recently. No one cares. Um, it's Taco Bell. Okay. I, I'm a big go to Taco Bell. So the crunchy tacos are my number five. I don't like crunchy tacos, but I do like the cheesy gordita crunch and the chalupas. Why don't you like crunchy tacos? Why don't you just tell them? <laughs> I am, I'm a, not a big fan of crunchy tacos <laughs> because the first bite you take, all the shit falls out. Oh, I thought it's because it, it like pierces your mouth. And it does that too. <laughs> you, 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 have like, you risk injury eating it. But as soon as you take a bite of a crunchy taco, the whole thing breaks apart. And it's like it's not fun for me. Okay. I don't want to pick stuff off my plate. All right. Um, so, all right. So, your best fries would be. See, my favorite fries are actually Del Taco fries. I like the crinkle, crinkle cut crinkle fries. Cut. Well, and then if McDonald's. You like, if you like crinkle cut, yeah. Far on this ringer list is you. Put, you've never had it, but is the raising canes crinkle cut fries and the chicken fingers? If no one's had raising canes. It's not on the West Coast. Actually, it is. There's three on the West Coast somewhere, but not close to here. And I think L.A. needs to get one. It's basically a chicken finger and fries. That's all they sell. And oh. Yeah. It's, it's fresh chicken. I could make that my... I could, ma- I could make meals out of that for about a year. Yeah. Chicken fingers it's and amazing. fries. It's <laughs> amazing. And it comes with a huge piece of Texas toast and this chick... This raisin cane sauce. You can eat that. A good amount of times. So that's a good. That's a good, good place. Okay. Um. So what else did you want to talk about? What so about In and Out versus Five Guys? Well, I. It's, I like Five Guys. I like In and Out better. Um. I like consider, fat, I like Fat Burger better than both of do them. Do you consider Five Guys fast food? No, because this is what I was thinking. In order to be fast food, I think you need to have a drive-through. I agree. Like, made to order doesn't count. I wouldn't count Chipotle. I wouldn't count Fat Burger. I wouldn't count Jersey Mike's. I wouldn't count Subway. I would only count, by the way, this list, the fact that the Subway cookie is on here. Oh, yeah. It's, Subway should not be on there. The Subway Which, cookie did you hear what is like came styrofoam. This week about Subway? What? Oh, the chicken My is. My favorite thing that at Subway is the chicken breast. <laughs> chicken breast. And it came out this today that a Canadian like scientific place like did a DNA test, and there's only fifty percent, fifty four percent chicken in the chicken, and the rest is soy. Yeah, that's well, that's great. probably better for you. Sure, that's why it's like low in calories. <laughs> 
What were, what were some of the other ones before we get okay. too far on the list that you had on your list? So, obviously, spicy back in the day, one. right? You know, Mike Bashima, our buddy from back east, used to live by Arby's five for fives. They don't do five for fives anymore. What it used to be is five beef and cheddars for five bucks. We used to hammer those things. <laughs> um, we struggled after we ate five for five, but <laughs> it was cheap, and we ate them. Um, were you an Arby's fan at all? Yeah, I, I like Arby's. I, I remember. Fries. I don't like too many. I don't like too much, too much sauce on my stuff. So even though their sauce is good, there's usually too much too much going on for me. I like to keep it simple. The five for fives were. Uh, that was a good deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where do you fall on uh, Crystal Burger or White Castle? I don't know what Crystal Burger is, but White it's Castle. It's basically the same. Okay. Yeah, I like White Castle. Sure. Another thing that we did, let's was, see how many we can eat at once. Yeah, it was like cooler to get White Castle than it was like fulfilling of an experience, you know? There's um, There was like a Crystal Burger. I feel like you ate Crystal Burger before because... Right outside the Charlotte Arena, when we used to go see Suns Charlotte games. I didn't live in Charlotte. I know we went. We drove there to go watch the Suns or. I don't the think I ever game. went to. I don't think I ever went to Charlotte to see anything. There was a Crystal Burger right there, like, and we used to just like hang out there and hammer some burgers. Um, my biggest thing though, one of my favorite sandwiches of all time, okay. after the chicken, is the McRib. Okay. And it is a pretty popular dish. <laughs> pretty popular well, dish. You, you saw the video of the woman who campaigned to Congress to get the McRib. Oh, yeah. Full that time. great. I wish we had that clip. Um, but uh, there's an actual tracker online, a McRib tracker, that uh, you can go on and find out which McDonald's are actually serving it. You, you guys, and you can, and you can you, alert to it. You're noticing a pattern here each week. There's a tracker for Girl Scout cookies <laughs> last week, and this week there's one for the McRib. Pretty much. So there was a report of this guy like a long time ago. He either was coming from Florida or Texas, and he had to drive all the way to Connecticut. And basically he used the tracker, and that's all he ate. He followed the line. <laughs> like his route up to Connecticut was where... All the McRibs were. You know what's interesting about that? Do you remember this discussion when the Doritos taco came out and the commercial was that this group of kids oh, that drove that far to get a Doritos taco? Yeah, I do and you remember said that. you used to always say, "Would you drive that far?" I was talking about the girl. There was this really hot like girl that didn't look like she belonged in the group. And I was like, there's no way this girl is jumping in a car and driving like two States to get a friggin' Doritos taco. I hate Doritos anyway. So you don't like Doritos. No, I'm not a fan of Doritos. One of my least favorite chips Doritos. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I think you can only eat like two of them and then that's it. You're done. Wow. I think that I have the exact opposite experience. And Cheetos. Can't do Cheetos. Fake cheese. If you put fake cheese on anything, it's about my favorite thing. Oh, man. So, do you have any uh, thing? I mean, other? all I was doing, I just did my top five list that I, I read off, which was... Uh, so, what are your... You have the Big Mac, you have the Double Double. Yeah, after the chicken sandwich, spicy chicken sandwiches, Big Mac, Double Double, Chicken McNuggets, and the Crunchy Taco at Taco Bell. I like the basics. You know? Yeah. Um, but... Uh, and I think, like, the Ringer list... And I know that they did a rebuttal as on one of their podcasts, and I agreed with a lot of it, that, like, on this list is the cherry limeade from Sonic. I mean, the things that need to be on this list are the classics. Right. The classic sandwiches that have been around for years. Um, I've never eaten a fish filet sandwich, but that thing's been around. People like it. It should be on the list. It should be up. Um, I've never had a Whataburger, but I have actually a little overrated, but that's the thing. That's the other thing. You know, I thought about how many of our friends have come in to visit and they all have to try it and out and they're like, so overrated, but in and out, it's pretty good. I, I, I get why you'd say it's overrated though. It's not as good as, you know, 
It's not something you have to have. It's just good. It's a good go-to. Well, you also, like, if you've never had it before, psych yourself up. Right. But I'm saying it's a, it, there's nothing super special about it. It's just good. <laughs> it is. It's like a good... It's just it's good. A, it's, it's a good burger to have to fall back on. You know? It's not, like they were saying on, the, on that pie, it's not expensive. Everything's fresh. You know? It's the one... What is he saying? They were talking about the fries, which are a problem, but it's what they're... It's where else are you getting a potato and it's just being sliced for you right there. And those are your fries. Yeah, the fries I'm not a huge fan of over there. Well, it's because most of the time you get it to go. Right? Right. And fries, I feel like the billion dollar idea is to a delivery system, like a fast food delivery system that keeps the fries crunchy. So when you get home, they're not all soggy. Okay. Billion dollar idea. Someone come up with it, please. Um, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about my favorite, when I was trying to come up with my favorite sandwiches, my favorite sandwich used to be, when I was a kid, they used to make this thing called the McBLT, I think it was, or the Mc, yeah. Where it was one of the two sides? It was two sides. So it was a, a giant, it's caused probably a giant hole in the ozone layer because it was a, a long piece of styrofoam and one side was hot it was like and one hot side was cold. Yeah, one side had the okay, yeah, and one side had like the burger, and the other side had like the lettuce. So it was basically just a hamburger, but they kept one side cold and side hot. That's what I want out of my burger, though. I like I like my meat to be hot and my lettuce to be cold. And I totally forgot about breakfast sandwiches. Egg McMuffin for sure is up there. See, I don't like eggs, so, but I like the sausage biscuit. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I know they have that. Uh, Mike, um, what's the 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 McDonald's sandwich with the uh, the McGriddle? Yeah, I can't do that. Uh, that's, right. that's a lot of stuff. I, I don't really you like, like feel like you should never have done that. Like minutes right after you uh, eat it. Well, fast food breakfast always makes me. I, I want to clear my throat for about three hours after I eat it every time because it's so greasy. <laughs> I, I've never felt good yeah, after it's... having a fast food breakfast more so than any other meal. It's, it's tough. I, I I kind of stay away from it. What is on this list that uh, I really like, though, is that, and I never have it because I don't go to McDonald's a lot, is the... Uh, oh, would you get off of it you don't eat pie. fast food high horse? I, just enjoy the... Just do the podcast. I don't eat McDonald's. If I go to fast food, I go to Taco Bell. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've talked about this like 10 minutes ago. Um, is the baked apple, baked apple pie. I like that. That's really good. Um, so, yeah. Taco Bell. It's a place. And what's your go-to Taco Bell? I get the uh, the uh, Chalupas. Do the Chalupas. You like the Chalupas. The only thing is, like, Taco Bell has, like, changed their menu and got rid of some good stuff. Speaking about changing your menu, another thing that's kind of, like, spotty, and they probably need to make a tracker for this, is that McDonald's used to have the bagels. Remember the bagels with the I egg? thought that was a Burger King breakfast. No, that thing. was McDonald's. And they don't sell those anymore. And I don't know why. They had a steak and a steak and onion cheese bagel. That was delicious. Okay. It was pretty messy, but it was delicious. Um, the other thing I'm going to go back to Taco Bell. Uh, it's basically the same food. It's every single thing is the exact same yeah, thing. It's the same thing, but it's still delicious. <laughs> so, like when they take the gordita off and they put up a chalupa. Yeah. You're. I mean, you'd probably not be able to tell what the difference no. is. It's all kind of the same thing. It, it is. has either meat or chicken. It's has the same cheese, chicken for everything. The tortilla. same sauce. Right. It's pretty much the same thing. So it's like... Yeah. It's the texture of what you're eating. There you go. Um, all right. Do you have anything else you want to add about fast food? No, I think that's uh, all we got for that. All right. So we'll close up with today. Our, our, uh, our last subject is the worst songs ever made to us. And... A lot of people think that, before we get into my dad's songs, <laughs> that this is uh, the worst song of all time. think anybody thinks it's the worst song of all time oh i, I don't think anybody I, think, I don't think anybody thinks of that song 
No, I, no. I totally disagree. Let me tell you, when that started, I and like I, I'm pretty good at this, guessing a song within the first five seconds. I had no idea what that was until she started singing. Oh, you're in the minority, buddy. I don't think so. A lot of people think that's the worst song ever written and, and actually sung. And that girl became famous, and then Katy Perry started singing that song in her on her shows just as a joke. Um, so what were the parameters of our discussion here? Um, well, it was just, I mean, it's pretty simple. What song do you hate the most? <laughs> and, okay. And, so uh, I, I think my biggest parameter is when it comes on, like, w- what level do I have to prevent from from killing myself? Or how quickly do you turn it off? Yeah. Like, if there's my number one song, which is, I think, both our number one song, when, when there's a certain part of that song that comes on, like... I have to be. I feel like I have to be held down so I don't take forks and plunge them into my ears. And there's some, a lot of people that like that song, which yeah. is crazy. Um, so, what were some of the songs that you came up with uh, uh, of your worst song? Well, or do you want to talk about your dad yeah, first? Well, yeah, let's just play the uh, songs that my dad thinks good that are, <laughs> that are good that are actually making my list. Um, <laughs> This is called Bila Dokic. Bila Dokic. Here's another one. Oh, it has, it's a live version. This is called Hamofa Hamashach. It's my dad's taste in music. And then here's the last one. This actually has a good hook. Starting off pretty good. All I know is why would he send me these? I do not know. I don't know Hebrew. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way I'm going to like this song because I don't know what they're saying. But I appreciate you sending them and trying to uh, plead your case. Well, they made it onto the podcast. They did. Probably not the way you were hoping. If anyone wants to know those songs, email me. I'll get, I'll be. I can email them you right now. They're on an email from my dad. But anyway, back to reality. So you can start off. What's your one of your worst songs um, that you've ever? Heard? Um, I got. I listed about six or seven. Um, just songs. I have a couple things I want to talk. Like the some. All right, some of my worst songs. We didn't start the fire by Billy Joel. I fucking hate that song. <laughs> okay. I when I was I younger, say that's one of the worst. Songs. When I was younger, uh, my mom was really into Billy Joel, and so the fact that this guy was trying to sound cool, like using we, like he was like in the younger generation, used to drive me insane. Like it's like really some deep rooted problems <laughs> I have. But every time I hear that song, I, I, I hate it. I love Billy Joel. He, that falls. I did a category, and I'll just go over this, where I was, did songs by bands that I really liked that, that they did that I hated. That was one of them. I, I'm afraid of that you're going to, one of my... Uh, is it, a, is it uh, a Pearl Jam song? It is. That's on my list. Okay, so I'll let you do that one. Uh, R.E.M., Big Shiny Happy People. Shiny Happy People was a really annoying song. I hate... The sweetest thing by you two. How how like much of a curmudgeon are we that we don't like that song? Well, but it's really bad. Well, listen, half of my songs have to do with happy that I hate. So <laughs> shiny happy people. Uh, Fuck this song. <laughs> when the Counting Crows covered Big Yellow Taxi, that's one of the worst sounding things I've ever heard. Uh, and like I said, you two sweetest thing. I know those are those are bands I like that I don't like their songs. A um, couple other songs on my list of, since we're staying with happy. Don't worry, be happy. I hate that song. Oh, I like that song. Okay, I I hate it. Okay. Uh, I any time I hear the beginning of "Smooth" by Santana, <laughs> I want to I want to crawl into a hole. Um, All I want to do by Sheryl Crow. That yeah. I, I, there's so many moments yeah. of that song that I just dislike Cheryl immensely. Crow's not on my top list. Um, and then something that's not gonna be real popular is. Anytime Tom Petty sings about weed, I fucking hate his songs. Oh, yeah, no. Just, <laughs> you're in the minority there. If he, goes, if, he, if he does something like this... Um, 
I just feel Let's like roll another joint, that's bro. a guy who's capitalizing on like it's cool to smoke weed even Dude, though I'm like ca- the guy's 60, like man. Uh, come on that guy's one of the biggest performers of all time he's, ca- he's mean, capitalizing makes, listen I just gave you bands that I really like that make bad songs but anytime he sings about smoking weed it makes me like oh, think that smoking weed has to be the most uncool thing of all time but I think this song that's on your list is definitely on my list because I actually stopped listening to this band okay. because of it for a long time. And it's by Pearl Jam. And uh, did they when we saw them, did they play this live? I don't think so. I remember you talking about the entire time that they better not play this yeah. song. <laughs> it's a song that was made as a cover song by a guy named Wayne Cochran, 1961. And here's the song. And I know a lot of people are like jamming to this song right now, but at the time, Pearl Jam, you know, was like breakthrough songs, or it's like making all these songs. Then they come out with this song that's like not even like close to anything that they would ever sing. Yeah. It was just the weirdest, like, transition to... But this song became huge. It was, like, the most popular song, I think, right? So overplayed. It was just nonstop playing on the radio. It was, like... I don't know if they did it just to get a song to get radio airplay, but they were still getting radio airplay. Right. I just don't understand why they did that song. They just... It's just... I can't even listen. Right after I heard that and then the overplay of that song, I was like, I can't even listen to Pearl Jam anymore. Wow. That's intense. Yeah, and so I stopped listening to them for a long time. Um, there's a specific um, moment in time where music was so horrible since we've lived. <laughs> that they wanted to join in? Well, I mean, they were in, involved in that. That, um, But I I was thinking of this one, the music of the late 90s, that was that was like pop rock alternative, uh, like the bare naked. By the way, that was called The Last Kiss. I don't think they said that. Oh, okay. Well, you don't. Never need to hear it again, so you're fine. Uh, they had the bare naked ladies and like Hootie and the Blowfish and Fastball. If I hear any of those, yeah. any of those songs, if, if, I, if, if I ever hear this again, oh, yeah. just seeing the video while we're down, this is just making me well. I just noticed Dane Cook's in the beginning of this video. Oh. I'll show you after, after the podcast. Now, all of a sudden, he's gonna like it. No. But, like, even Hootie playing the, these clips makes me just cringe. Hootie and the Blowfish is awful. Yeah. And I think that's more of us being around when they were coming up and they was like they were all involved in North Carolina. Because um, they were they played our college town a lot. Okay. And uh, I think What's-His-Face is from there, isn't he? I don't know. Hootie? Hootie. Whatever his name is. Um, I, I, I purposely left out our... Jam band friends. Yeah, that doesn't even count. That doesn't even because they're all terrible. Well, they don't even know the difference between songs. Jam bands is gonna be its own category. Let's let's <laughs> make no mistake. And we'll have on maybe some guests or, or loser friends that listen to that crap. Um, so, I also I, I went through some bands that. Oh, well, you know what? Before I do that, um, I was trying to figure out some rap songs that I really hated. Okay, uh, which was tough. You know, uh, I was thinking like Rump Shaker. So, but that's kind of easy. Yeah. I've always disliked Poison by Belbiv DeVoe. Uh, I like Poison. Most people do. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, and then probably my least favorite was Anything by Macklemore. <laughs> Mac, that is a good call. Macklemore. Pretty. That's just awful. Um, specifically Downtown. That's one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. But I'm not going to subject you to that. Um, so, yeah. I was. That, that's what I came up with rap. It was kind of. It was, it was tough. Here's tough. another song. So you know I'm like really bad with uh, names of songs. Yes. Well, usually when you're bad with names of songs and you're talking with somebody, you're like, you know, that song that goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, that's the name of this song. Uh, that was very creative. This song. Yeah. The name of the song is. Mm-hmm. I can't stand this fucking song. <laughs> Trying to get to that. There you go. 
That's the name of the song, guys. I'm sure you know it. You don't like the, uh... No, I have no problem with you disliking this song. You don't like the pitch? The, the uh, intro to this? No, I, 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 uh... I just I can't tell if you don't like it because it's bad or because oh, you're, really bad. because this guy took what essentially could have been your singing career. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, I don't like the uh, band name of Crash Test Dummies either. <laughs> so I refuse to listen to them just because of the name. Um, all right. Well, I was I was thinking about some bands I uh, they're overall just I, I dislike tremendously. Um, Uh, starting with the rap ones, I'd say some Macklemore. Then I was thinking, I don't know anybody in the world that listens to Pitbull. I just don't get that guy. Like I've my niece I, likes Pitbull. Your niece, okay. So like anybody who has to come out and introduce, like introduce themselves eight times before a song starts. I don't. You know, I don't mind Pitbull. I don't listen. I don't go out and like like seek them out. I don't buy things on uh, iTunes, but but he did, some of the stuff. He right. just well, you like all these songs. Like when people redo older songs, like you liked like we were when we did the top of the charts thing, and you're like, oh, this is a remake of an old song. You like you find the nostalgia in that. I think yeah, it's, I do. I, find I think it's done out of lack of creativity. Well, I'm not saying he's like an amazing like artist. Just saying, you know. Well, he, my head. he's not even my least favorite hip hop guy because this would be the the band. Oh yeah, hating on Fergie, dude. I saw that band like four times in one year, and never once on purpose. I went to like a music <laughs> festival, and they were at the new headliner. They just popped up. I went to the Super Bowl that year. They happened to be the uh, halftime, and I saw you two that year, and they opened up for him. It was like. I cannot get away from this band. <laughs> and if you think that they're annoying when you hear just one song, you try hearing eight of them in a row. What's that song? Uh, um, uh, I'm going to find it. Hold on a second. Wait. Oh, everyone keep just talking. hold on a second while Jason finds this song. Keep talking. Um, <laughs> I, you know, there's a couple bands I, I, I get mixed mixed um, about. Like, sometimes I, I, I hear, like, the Red Hot Chili Peppers and think, I just don't think that this should be... I don't think I get it. Yeah. Like this song, but sometimes I really like like the Chili Peppers. And same thing with like Aerosmith. I, like I mostly don't like almost all Aerosmith I ever hear. Mm, Aerosmith, like they've changed with the times so much, it's like so hard to tell. That's like, what makes what, it even more inauthentic, right? But it also like some of the stuff like when they were back in the seventies and stuff. I mean, they had some good stuff. Look, I'm not saying I'm right. Right, I'm just and saying, no, and no I'm giving my opinion. There's only one time I know I'm right about a song that Do sucks. I like that song from Armageddon? No. No. Um, but. <laughs> Do I like Love in an Elevator? Probably. The one the, the one band that that will absolutely, like, m- make me just cringe more than any other. Yeah, I'm not a stupid man. I hear this noise, <laughs> and I wish it really was like a laser gun just shooting me in the forehead. I think I actually so went I to a laser to, show. So I don't have to hear any of this. I think we actually went to a laser show at a planetarium about this song. It's Steve Milligan songs. So bad. I can't stand that guy. Yeah. I think I've seen him live too. Anyway, that's my uh, that's my groups who I really really despise. Well, do you want to talk about our least favorite song of all time? Yeah, it's kind of silly that we just keep. Agreeing with all with each other and all. It just things. happens to be. I think we just know each other for a long time. But, <laughs> <laughs> way too long. We're morphing into each other. But uh, so here's the least favorite song that happened to be both of ours. B-52s, Love Shack. We actually went out with a couple not too long ago, and the guy was like, oh, I love B-52s. I went to see them in concert. They're amazing. I'm like, I've never heard those words together, like, when talking about B-52s ever. I don't know if I dislike the B-52s, which I just really, the sound of this, like... 
No, nothing good has ever followed the beginning of that song. Ever. This this song is so popular. I understand that. That it's doesn't just, help things. I know, but it's like crazy how that this got so much play, and it's just. Can we please turn it off. You don't want to. You don't like the uh, talking no. over it. I I like if it was something I wanted to talk. No, it was too distracting. <laughs> it was just. If I it's hear distracting, just being on. If I hear tin roof rusted, I'm out. I'm out of the place. Nice. You know, yeah. yeah so love, love Shack was pretty bad. So anyway, we're glad we solved that. So that was our worst song of all time. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that this is a com- complete list. No, by no means. But that is completely the worst song of all time. <laughs> True. Um, all right. So before we leave, UNC Duke tonight. We're going to leave right after this and go watch it. Scott is a big Carolina fan. So is our audience member. Um, so what do you think is going to happen tonight? Well, I think, I, I, I'm hoping that the loss to, to, to Virginia this week was a big wake-up call. And they get their offense back on track. I don't 100% trust this team. I will never trust a team that has Barry as their, as their point guard. He has the ball in his hands too often. He takes too many bad shots. However... If their big men can stay out of foul trouble, I don't think Duke can contend with it. I also think that Duke might be the most talented team. Um, so if they're on their A game, they're they're probably one of the, probably the toughest team in the nation to beat. I think, but they have enough problems that they they haven't been able to put it together like that. So uh, I'm uh, how, go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna predict the Carolina win. I think they're it'll be, by six it'll be and tight. Half, I think I would take Duke. I'd take the points. I would take the six and a half, but I think it's, you know, how different of an experience is it watching Duke Carolina in California than it is when we're in North Carolina? Well, <clears throat> I mean, it's just such a different experience because everyone's just the whole place shuts down. Well, uh, the best place that I ever watched, you know, I've never been to that game. Um, I'm sure someone in our audience has. Specifically in the room, but uh, I the best time I ever had watching that game was when I lived in New York. We used to go to this bar called the Park Avenue Country Club, and it was rented out like a year in advance by Duke and Carolina fans. And it was like before they had like every sports bar and a bunch of TVs. It was just had giant. It was like the first to, one of the first to do it. So these giant TVs and it's two giant hallways, and one hallway would be all New York, uh, North Carolina alumni. The other hallway would be all Duke alumni, and it was standing room only. And you could just hear the other, the other hog cheering when something else happened. You know, best times I've ever had watching Carolina Duke. All right, I remember I, I was watching Carolina Duke, and this guy sidled up to me. I think it was Carolina was up by, or Duke was up by nineteen or something, and they came back and tied it up. <clears throat> this guy, redneck guy, comes in off the street. He's like, "Hey man, what's going on?" I'm like. Ah, nothing, nothing. He's like, what's going on here? Well, because the bar was going nuts. He's like, oh, well, Carolina was up by 19, and Duke just tied it up. And he, like, looked at me and goes, well, ain't that some shit? <laughs> and I just started laughing my ass off. Uh, some characters. But anyway. That's a good way to end it, then. <clears throat> All right, well, good luck tonight. Yeah, ain't that some shit. Ain't that some shit. Well, uh, and I'll never forget that. I've never heard... That language come out of anyone before. It's great. And it was all the accent and everything. It was so fantastic. But All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll talk next week. And hopefully Scott will be uh, happy. I know ACC tournament starts next yeah, week. Yeah, so, so, you know, the happiness can only last a couple yeah. days anyway. But, all right. We'll talk to you soon. See you guys. Yeah.